King will miss round one after being struck by a golf ball. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, children and babies, welcome to the return of the weekly barrel. It has been a whole global pandemic since we have recorded our last episode. Today, I'm joined by some very special people. First of all, we have Jack Bailey. Good day, lads. <laughs> We've got it's our good jo- to be back. It sure is. We've got Joshua Kempen. Hello. G'day. Up the Eagles. And we have a very special guest with us. Joining us today, a Saints supporter, loyal man, Spencer Glenfield. Welcome. Hi, hi everyone. It's great to be part of the Weekly Barrel family. Got some very <laughs> big shoes to fill from Jamie Brooker, both figuratively and literally, so it should be good. Well, yes, that's a good point, though. We should mention we are missing our regular Mr. Jamie Brooker. Um, he's either with his new girlfriend or studying, one or one or the other, perhaps. Anyway, so... Uh, good to not have him, because then it's a 2v0 for Collingwood versus... Bulldogs on Friday night. Yeah, yeah. We'll, Very we'll give nice some, opinions coming up. Some proper coverage. Anyway, I've done enough talking before. Let's get straight into it. First of all, let's just do a quick recap on who we support in the AFL. So if we want to go around, starting at Jacko, mate, just tell us a little bit about your footy background, maybe, mate. Uh, yeah, so I've been a loyal Gold Coast supporter ever <laughs> since uh, uh, Mighty Pies. Just the same as last time we were recording this. Me and Hesse, as loyal as they come um, since I, two years ago when we made this podcast, mate. I just didn't realise. I don't know if I introduced myself. I'm uh, Robert Hess. Loyal. By the way, what did you say, Jack? I said, mate, we're just as loyal as they come. We are, mate. Trying to pump. We are. Thank you very much. We're both very loyal. Trying to pump us up. And speaking yeah, of... Uh, loyal and opposites we've got josh kempen here who do you support josh yeah i'm a big old west coast supporter coming from me my dad's wa background all oh, right um when did we last record one of these was it after the granny where we was like beat round five, five goals down? yeah it was. yeah okay so well that's a good All the thing loyal weekly battle fans out there know who we are mate <laughs> and what happened well, it's a good thing we're recording this episode after a fantastic elimination final uh, last year, <laughs> but we won't get into that right now. Uh, I'll Why also... not? Why can't we get into that right now? <laughs> well, we can. Maybe we can once we get to the meat in the sandwich. Into this episode, mate. But uh, before we do that, I think we should just hear from Spencer and who who he supports. He's a little bit about his footy life. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm a St. Kilda supporter. So hopefully, you know, provide a unique perspective to the podcast from there. The team that likes to lose and let me down. Should be good. (laughs) Not not of late. Yeah, not of late. I've been very happy of late, which is, although that's got me, you know, that's that's a warning sign. Usually when I get excited, they do something special, but we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) All right. So... I think as well, it just, yeah, we, we want to acknowledge that we, we're sorry we have been so long off the airwaves. I'm sure it was hard for everyone not having the weekly barrel around to get us through COVID. Um, yeah, but, I've received numerous emails about where we've been and why we haven't been recording. And I've had yeah. to let all of our loyal fans know of, 
of our of our absence, but it's good to be back. Yeah, the the fans are pretty <laughs> angry, but um, yeah, any yeah. and I guess as well, I'm interested to know, boys, what what do we, how do we survive 2020? How do we go watching the footy uh, on TV? I'm assuming none of you got to any games in the season because we're all Melbourne based, unless you haven't been telling me something. Um, but yeah, what, what do we think? I guess just in summary, sort of, does anyone have any opinions on the 2020 season? Maybe shortened quarters. What do we think about all that? Uh, I didn't mind the shortened quarters, to be honest with you. Um, it didn't feel that weird going back to the 16 minute quarters in what you call it. I mean, sorry, the full-length quarters in pre-season this year. The games didn't feel that different to me. I didn't notice a whole big change in the length of the game. But, you know, it's just a little trial. 2020 was a little, a little trial year. Had our Twilight Granny as well. So, consider it a year of uh, experimentation. Yeah, pretty rubbish experimentation, Hesse, if Hesse you ask me. didn't seem happy about that. Pretty garbage <laughs> piece of Hesse crap. did not seem happy with that. Nonsense. Shorter quarters. Well, tell me, Hess, would you... Would you rather a Twilight Grand Final and shortened quarters be in a season where you were attending every Collingwood home game and had to put up with it in, in the flesh, mate? Well, I'd just rather it didn't happen at all, mate. Yeah, but I'm just playing devil's yeah. advocate if it had to. But it didn't happen. Yeah, right. like, if, you, if you ever wanted to like experiment with the rules, like that was the year to do it in the sense that it was already exactly. kind of like an asterisk on the season. So you might as well try out some stuff. Well, you ask old mate Steve Hawking, he doesn't care what year it is, whether it's a pandemic or not. He'll be mucking around with the rules regardless. So you'll love to see that. Anyway, maybe we'll move on then um, and get into the meat or tofu in the sandwich section of the podcast. Get into some real discussion, maybe a bit of an uh, off-season sort of summary. So I guess perhaps... Maybe the elephant in the room. We we might all be a bit sick of um, hearing about it, but I think Collingwood's off season was probably the biggest story <laughs> of the off season. Would we agree, gentlemen? Or do you do we think there's any bigger stories that have happened since the season finished? Well, Maxi King's concussion's pretty big, but <laughs> oh, we're getting there. Yeah, I would love bit, to. Man. I would love if there was a bigger a bigger issue. Truly, is I would. The curse of the golf ball. But yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I'd like to be a fly on the wall at the golf course just to get in there. How the hell does your friend hit you in the head with it? Like, what's gone wrong? <laughs> I don't get it. Sure, I bet it was Jared Ruffhead hit like. the ball as well. He's got a habit of injuring our players as a coach, but... Yeah, didn't he like, do it to someone like Jordan else? Jordan to go his dog, if you ask Yeah, he, was, he played a practice game and Jared Ruffhead, our, our like developmental coach, broke Ben Patton's leg in a tackle. Yeah. I don't know how that happens. So I'm telling you, Ruffy's out there. He's got a mean golf swing and he's accidentally put it into Max King's head. He's disrupting <laughs> Seems like going a, on at the Saints. He's a double agent. Very, yeah, yeah. very mysterious. Nah, he still loves his... He's still too loyal to his Hawks. Yeah, 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 you just can't get out of it. But I'm interested. I'm interested. I think Josh is probably the most critical Collingwood person here. He hates us. So I'm interested from a Collingwood hater's perspective, what have you been thinking about our off-season, mate? Are you happy to see Eddie go from your perspective and and the trades as well? Like, what, what's your thoughts, Josh? You've been pretty quiet, mate. Now's the chance. Be, oh, mate, I us, absolutely loved it. Hit us while we're down, mate. 
It was absolute quality. It was fun to watch. Who doesn't like seeing Colin will get absolutely like dicked? It was good fun. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I don't have too much to say. I'm glad Eddie's out of footy. Hopefully, he never never talks about footy ever again. But I doubt that. Honestly, all I'm hoping for is Trelaw to get 40 and kick three in the first round while the doggies pump you by about 80. <laughs> Do you really, as a neutral supporter, do you really want to? Do you really despise Collingwood that much that you want to see an eighty-point smashing in a Friday night at the G? No, I would absolutely love it. I'm working at the G as well, so I'll let, I can rip into the Collingwood fans while I'm there, which would be good fun. Yeah, that'll go down well for you, mate. Yeah, one, one of them will I don't be think me I'll be making an appearance next week if we lose by eighty points. Some 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 bloke um, might come and tip a few beers on your head just while they're walking out the stadium, mate. Some some guy whose last name starts with Hess H. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. I look forward to it, mate. <laughs> and it ends with Hess. <laughs> well, um, yeah. Anyway, I guess it, it seems like there's not too much to speak about then. I guess with the off season for Collingwood, I think maybe we're all in agreement. It was a bit of a schlonger. Um, and what was, your thoughts? The less, said, fan. the less said, the better. The less said, the better. I don't like talking about it. It's not gonna lie. Doesn't I put a good doesn't put a good um a light on the the Collingwood Football Club, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, out of out of Trelaw, Phillips, Bossena Valagi, and Stevenson, <laughs> who were you most annoyed to lose? Ah, uh, Stevenson by a truck. Yeah. Besides for Bossena Valagi, what did they call him? Um. Bosnian, Bosnian Savlaki. Besides for him, Stevenson. I mean, you can't. Trelaw 28 versus Stevenson 22. Yeah. What about Tommy Phillips? Tops the top the fantasy points uh, in the first yeah. preseason game. Let's just not talk about it. Well, I know, I, know it's a, I know it's a podcast, but let's just not talk about well, it. preseason. Let's talk about the actual season. Well, I am just interested. <laughs> yeah, what's Tommy Phillips, mate? Top the Hawks fantasy points in their preseason match. I think it's fair to say and we've Stevenson got... had 27 disposals. We have Phillips. Was He's sort of like the wingman. He's like an outside midfielder. And we do have a fair few of them coming through. Like you look at Tyler Brown, um, Callum Brown's brother. We've got a fair few people. I think a that... lot of Collingwood fans... I think a lot of Collingwood fans would be in agreement that they're not upset to see him go. It's just what they got for him. Yeah. And we, <laughs> we like... 65 is a joke. We all like Tom Phillips, yeah. And it is a joke. The Hawthorne dogs not giving us the proper compensation for him. But I guess in a broader sense, though, I mean, I, for me, it has made it a bit harder to be as super passionate and excited for the season because you're sort of like, as a supporter of the club, because you're sort of like, well it's kind of hard to take their word for, you know, when, when Buckley will get up and say stuff about, you know, this is our story and, you know, like putting on this front of how we're a United club. It's hard when like, after that's gone on, it seems like players have just sort of been turfed, turfed out when like I was doing a video edit um, today and looking through some, their interviews and both of them said, I would have liked to stay at Collingwood if they wanted me. And it just seems pretty dog how we've just done that. So, yeah, it sort of maybe made the passion go die down a little bit. But I mean, but from a St Kilda or West Coast perspective, has there ever been a, a time when your passion has sort of died into a little bit in terms of supporting the club? Have you ever felt like that or because of stuff that's happened on or off the field? On the field. So. 
Yeah, I, I'm not really sure. Like, I'm not going to pretend I've been, like, ultra-passionate about the club, like, all the time. But, like, it's never been something that's kind of like, you know, this one, like, big event. It's kind of like, oh, okay, well, like, I'm a bit... Like, in response to that, it's kind of just been something that's happened. But, like, I literally can't in memory think of, like, something like <laughs> what you guys have kind of just had. Like, yeah. I can't yeah, remember a time when players have been forced out of a club. Like, especially a, a player who's one of your best players as well. I imagine, like, certainly not with, like, the best player thing, but I imagine, like, it just, like, forcing players out, like, happens all the time. Mm. I think just, like, a thing for you guys is, like, kind of how public it became. Yeah, definitely like, not as public as it has been. Yeah, like, a lot of the Collingwood stuff is... And particularly because, like, you did it, you know, with, like, with like three players in, like, the... So that might have contributed to it. But, like, this is if you think of football like as a business kind of like it doesn't seem super uncommon to be like to a player you know we're trying to go in a direction that you're not really fitting like and that's reasonable it's just like i think the way that collingwood went about it and the way that it was allowed to kind of play out in like such a public space is why this it's become such a big thing yeah such like a disappointing thing as well well i always i i find it really hard to get passionately emotionally involved when people are starting to say, oh, it's a business and that. Well, I don't, I don't follow footy because I like, I'm invested because in the business of it, you know, I, it's because it's an emotional yeah. thing. And, and that's where I hate it when people, when it's like sort of that's justified for the decisions as much, even though like, sure, you want to have success, but that's why as well, like I probably would struggle to follow other sports like the NBA and be like, passionately into it because that's very business centric i think with the way they do their trades and stuff as well um yeah yeah so yeah maybe we will move on then um something that i'm interested in i I guess focusing on another team is uh the bombers actually because i feel like they haven't actually been spoken about that much on a lot of the um pre on a lot of the stuff that i've been watching previewing the season no one's really speaking about them and I want to know what you boys think about where they're going to finish. Because I reckon some people have said they could be dark horses for the wooden spoon. Um, and I'm interested what you boys reckon. Are you aware of their ins, ins and outs? Could you list them off? Again? Yes. Well, so the, I'll, I won't list every single cr- crazy stuff like their pick number 87 to... Uh, from Carlton <laughs> giving pick number 78 to Carlton. Like, won't, won't list that stuff. But um, so they've got rid of Joe yeah. Danaher. They've got rid of Saad. They got rid of Fantasia all in trades. But what they've gotten back for that is they've gotten Jai Caldwell. Never heard of him, to be honest, if I'm being honest with you boys. They, no, the, be I would say the real big in for them is they've gotten two meter Peter from Gold Coast. <laughs> The big man himself and Nick Hind, which Spencer may have some words on. The first time I've heard teammate Peter and Nick Hind described as big ins for a club. <laughs> okay. What I mean is, is, I don't really know about Nick Hind. Is he all right? Or? Uh, he's okay. He's like, he's quick and he's, but like, I don't, his disposal isn't that great, but he's an exciting player. It's like, so like, I, mean, I think Peter Wright's a good, good pickup pick as well, considering they got him for like pick 70 or something. Like that's a steal considering he was pick 10 in the draft or something. And he's pick been okay when he plays. He just, 
pick eight. He just hasn't had a chance to get on the field because Tom Lynch has just been well, no, up until Tom Lynch left, he was dominating, and then and then the Kings, not King, I always forget Ben King. Ben King came in, and so whatever. So yeah, he hasn't had it. He just hasn't really had opportunity. Yeah, it should yeah. Be. But then overall, though, do you see them improving or sliding, or what do you reckon, boys? Because I want I want real hard predictions. Be brave. Tell me what you think is <laughs> going to happen to them. If they, if they come bottom, year. that's a disgrace. That would be a disgrace. With they've still got Dylan Shield and um, and McGrath, and I feel like they have another good midfielder that I can't remember. But Merritt, they yeah, finished thirteenth last year. They should Honestly, be there. I just, I just think they get they're going to have the, another classic Essendon season. I don't think other than Saad, I mean Danaher and Fantasia hardly played, so I don't think they're really massive losses for them. Um, so I honestly reckon they're probably going to come maybe ninth to 12th that range. I don't think they're going to have the massive slide that some people are saying. Plus they got in three top 10 picks who will be exciting for them. So, so they won't yeah. be making finals. If, as, you reckon? <laughs> ninth to 12th, I, I feel like would be, I, would be, I would be optimistic. If I was an Essence supporter, I would take nine to 12th personally. <laughs> I think that would be a good yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. A, I generally would. Has there ever been Especially a with year? The young players got in. But as a supporter of your club, have you ever turned up to a season, Jack, and gone, "Yeah, I'll take it if Pies finish ninth to twelfth this year. I'll be happy with that." We've never really had when name one year that Collingwood's been rebuilding really in the last fifteen years. We've never really had a year where they're like fully rebuilding. Well, where they so can't really compare that. Yeah, maybe twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. Yeah, no one that there's a dip like. Should use the word rebuilding. So, like, I mean, I've never heard Nathan Buckley ever say that. Yeah, that's true. So, it's it's hard to compare. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on then. Um, uh, do we think that uh, I'm just interested about any if any of us have been following what's happened with uh, Damien Hardwick? Do we think it'll have any influence on the field in terms of Richmond? I do just want to preface this by saying. I can't name this person, but I do have a connection with a certain sports historian academic who believes that um, Richmond will not make the top eight this year. Jesus. And I'm interested whether you would be bold enough to suggest that they could drop or whether you're just going to hop on the bandwagon once again and say they're winning the flag. What do we reckon, gentlemen? I just think it was a big media hype up the whole Damien Hardwick thing. Um, I really don't think it's going to affect the club at all. But I mean, it's hard to tell. Well, Kane Corns on Footy Classified last night made a good point. He was saying, how can the players buy into it? Like on that new Amazon documentary, Hardwick's all about like, you know, family and like playing, you know, like that whole kind of holistic thing. And he made this passionate speech about, oh, we've got to play for our families, you know? How can you really take him seriously? I think it does damage his brand when he's... An unfortunate angle. To, the family angle is an unfortunate one for him to choose to take. <laughs> yeah, I just think, like, it damages his hey, integrity. Hesse, if you're using Kane Corns as a reference, I don't think I can... Yeah, that's what it. I was going to say. That was exactly what I was about to say. That well, man doesn't count as a reference. I think Caroline Wilson's as reputable as me when it comes to football, mate. Uh, he's got some interesting things to say sometimes. If you boys would do your research and watch Footy Classified, 
Um, Only thing I agreed with him last night was his argument with Caroline Wilson about North Melbourne being named. But oh yeah, it's relocating. Yeah, well, yeah, Spencer, is there any chance the Saners are going to be off to Tasmania? Oh, far out. Hopefully not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that I'd be unhappy. But, yeah, well, so, well like, we barely even play in Tasmania, though. Surely, like, North Melbourne is first in line to be relocated <laughs> to Tasmania. Well, they're not Just happy. Make a new team. Apparently, your like, financial situation is not as good as North. Yeah. That is true. Our financial struggles are well documented. But it's interesting. There's no way the Saints are relocating to Tasman. They've never had any surely. link to Tasman. That would yeah. be the biggest and shock. Original ever. club, surely you got to just keep us there. Just, the tradition. Uh, it would be stunning if they got to so. bloody Tasman. Well, do we think, do you, in your boys' opinion, do we think that there is room for another team to be built in or to be bring into the comp from Tassie? Or do you think that's not going to happen if there's going to be a Tassie team, someone has to relocate there? I just don't like having an odd number of teams in the league. Yeah. <laughs> you need to add two. But like, if you want to add the Tassie team, I feel like you have to just add a new team. Like, I don't think any kind of fan base in the league is going to want a cop being the one that gets like transferred to Tassie. <laughs> And I mean, like, That's it's happened really in the past, but just, like, it's rough. And I imagine there'd be a lot of pushback from any club that's told, like, oh, yeah, we're thinking about moving to, like, the, the Tasmania, where, like, no one can really go see a game who's a, currently a supporter. Send GWS or Gold Coast. Yeah, send, yeah I think They buggered it 10 years ago, that whenever GWS came in, 2012, that should have been a Tasmanian team. That was the opportunity, and they've almost blown that, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Although they... they, I don't know, that ship might have sailed. The whole reason was about getting into that, like, Sydney population, because there's there's so many people out there, and they say they've been doing that, and it's been a big success. You don't need to force, force a bloody group of people to enjoy a sport. Like, Tasmanians already love footy. Would you not rather... Bring yeah. a club to a place that actually enjoys football. Yeah, although you I can't think... say you're going to bring a club to the US just because you want people there to start watching it. Well, <laughs> well, I think though, arguably, it's worked with the GWS, is what the AFL will say. But also, there's some logistical difficulties with Tasmania. But I would like to see a team. I want to see Tasmania and I want to see Darwin get around the Darwin oh. Dingoes Football Club or something like that. That would be that. Yeah, that gets you to the even number of teams again. You're all yeah, good. Yeah, that's what I reckon. That would, I wouldn't mind that. Although, Hesse, I would say Johnny Longmire doesn't agree with your what you're saying about GWS helping the Sydney thing out. Oh, really? Apparently, he reckons that AFL's close to dying in Sydney if they don't promote it more. Yeah, no, but that's that's what I... Well, but I mean, that's why someone he's say... he's a Sydney coach, so he's a pretty reputable source But I that. think... No, but I think that's why someone say there has to be a GWS team because otherwise the AFL itself is less relevant with one team. I think that's what it sort of means. Do we really care whether people in New South Wales watch footy or not, though? Because... <laughs> well, do I don't really... For the income of the league. Really. I just think the shareholders care. Yeah, the shareholders care about making more money, whereas fans don't care and... And they get handouts, and that's why GWS are mugs and did not deserve to be there in the 2019 grand final. But maybe we won't get into that right now. Um, let's yeah, just say there's probably this podcast probably isn't really targeted at GWS fans because they probably get pretty triggered <laughs> listening. <laughs> um, uh, if you're jealous, go with something else. 
<laughs> um, so just another another thing to mention as well before we get into the, our predictions for the season. Uh, AFLW, the Mighty Pies are looking good, although they had their first loss on the weekend to Brisbane. Um, and so the West Coast girls actually got a win as well. Yeah. So the second of the season, mate. West Coast had gone all right. I'm interested. Do we have for? I'm hoping you boys have been following it enough to make a uh, prediction on who you think is going to be the most likely to win the premiership. What do you reckon? I'm gonna say a Frio Collingwood grand final. Uh, what I'm saying. Um, if I'm completely, absolutely non. Bias. I mean, absolutely, yeah, absolutely non-biased. I'll say Freya will beat Collingwood in the granny, but I would love to be proven wrong. But why? Uh, why? Well, one, why do you think Adelaide's not going to be there? Because uh, yeah, I was probably... about to say Freo and Adelaide. I reckon. <laughs> oh, Josh, why would you discount Collingwood though? <laughs> and Brisbane. Well, Freo and Adelaide yeah, see, have much more. more Brisbane. Here's your bias, well, Looking at the scores, Freo and Adelaide seem to win comfortably more than Collingwood do. Collingwood have had some closer games. They've just yeah, been winning. Collingwood haven't won any games by like 10 goals, whereas a lot of the other clubs up there have. I will agree but, with that. No, but I don't think you can put necessarily put Adelaide above Collingwood when Adelaide have been smashed by Melbourne and we beat Melbourne pretty comfortably. And where... Someone else who's good. I forgot who it was. I think Adelaide... Yeah, I, I think Adelaide have beaten other teams but i still think you're not actually respecting i th- we were the unbeaten team <laughs> and we have 25 one, to melbourne we have one loss and for some reason you're saying we're not gonna win no well chance. they haven't played in calling the defense, defense. Um, i mean not defense in the other team's defense they haven't played in much of the top teams they haven't played adelaide off or freo yet so well we'll see Freo smacked best. adelaide actually interesting oh our zoom meeting's just been extended so you beauty um How good? thank goodness <laughs> Hey, the Zoom, the, the Zoom people that are sitting in their Zoom HQ watching every single video call decided we like this podcast. We want to keep them going, <laughs> keep it rolling. <laughs> These guys know what they're talking about. Once we started getting into some prickly topic about AFLW, I just think you boys are being really disrespectful to what Collingwood's done this year. <laughs> to be honest, okay. Essie, Essie, oh. Adelaide beat Brizzy and Essie. Brizzy beat Collingwood. Yeah, but I, I still think, though, we you've got to be a decent team to win how many games in a row? Did we? Six, six seven and games in a row? He's not, he's not doubting they're not decent. He's just giving his opinion, mate. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think you'll make the prelim, but I just reckon it'll be Adelaide Freo in the final. So who are we losing to in the prelim, Josh? Whichever one of Adelaide and Freo. Come on, Josh, play. do the mental fixture, Josh. Work it out. <laughs> No. Give us the full <laughs> predictions, please. Who are they losing to? Grow a backbone, mate, and a spine, <laughs> and just tell me. Okay, you'll lose by 80 to Freo. There you go. 80. <laughs> in an April. So that... inability to be non-biased on a podcast. <laughs> Um, this is, mate. I don't think. I don't think with our form this season. I don't think is especially biased. Anyway, Rio were undefeated last season, so yeah. But they, yeah. But they've started the the wheels have started to fall off Rio in the last few weeks. Although they did look mate, good they against beat Car- West Coast by seventy points last week. I don't know but what they, you're on about. They look good I don't against know how Car- a team can lose one game for the season. You say the wheels have fallen <laughs> off. You guys just lost one the game, game as well. They've lost, mate. And also, Freo won this week. They beat Carlton. <laughs> they won for the last couple. 
Well, what do you want? Anyway, you're losing, wheels you're losing your head, mate. You're losing. Hesse's wheels are falling off. That's what. <laughs> well, just before we move on from AFLW as well, how are we feeling about the Saners, Spencer? And, and uh, uh, listen, okay, oh. they can only win at Morabin, which is sad. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, it's been it's been pretty good. Like I've been enjoying watching them this season. They play some good footy. Except for when they beat they the dogs. Demolished. Yeah, they beat the dogs in the first round, which was great. And the last, I think we've lost the last three now, which hasn't been amazing. And a couple of them have been pretty handy losses. But <laughs> you know, it's been it's been an okay, you know, it's been an, as okay a season as you can have coming fourth last. So yeah. <laughs> I'll thumbs up from me. <laughs> so, but is it an improvement from last year? I'm trying to yeah, remember well, where they finished. Yeah, I I didn't follow it super closely last year, honestly. Like this is the first year that I've kind of started watching like every game that sort of. Yeah. Thing. So, but yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, I guess now before we do our sort of round one predictions and season predictions, just want to get a quick summary of your thoughts on the rule changes. I think you, I can just sum mine up by saying. Don't change it. It's all stupid, um, which is maybe yeah, I'll simplistic. Jump, I'll jump on that. I'll jump on that bandwagon. Although I'm aware, though, Jack, what? you're you're in support of the concussion sub, but um, in yeah, that anyway. hasn't been announced, has it? <laughs> Safety never takes a holiday, brother. I'm not even. <laughs> I don't think it's a. Necess- it's not about safety because at the end of the day, clubs should still be taking the exact same precautions with concussions have, have regardless they announced of if they it, yes. i'm not even sure i'll do a um look i sort of i sort of like it because i saw that they're going to make it where they have to be under 22 or something which means all it's really you're not going to bring on like a 100 game player as the sub so i don't mind it but the thing is the thing is that was also raised on footy classified is supposedly now the afl were considering just making it an injury sub which is pretty much just the exact same thing as what it was, the substitute rule, which we all hated. That's what it thinks. It, it opens up the door to go back to that nonsense again. I think it has to be concussion only. Can't be an injury sub. I don't know if you boys would agree. But, uh, yeah, because that substitute was, rule was terrible. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not in favour of the substitute, but the concussion thing, I can definitely see especially with that they're making it so harsh on concussion like ruling out people from games now so i'd I'd back it yeah well i I imagine maxi king had a flying golf ball in the middle of the match spencer would want him to replace him with someone (laughs) yeah yeah it's weird that like concussion is singled out like specifically as the one where like it needs the sub although i guess kind of like the, the distinction is like with a lot of kind of other injuries, like you can be expected to kind of like play through it or whatever. Yeah. And just like with concussion, it's kind of just an instant, like no matter how severe, just like get off the ground. Yeah. Which just... is the right, the right approach, obviously, but kind of like, I guess maybe that's why like concussion substitute as opposed to just like injury substitute. And it's like, it's a total thing. Yeah. Cause the brain is a very important thing to protect. Um, but then you as that after the... you finish playing footy, yeah, you might want to hold on to yours as well, Hesse. <laughs> I lost mine years ago, mate. Um, in terms of the man on the mark rule and everything, what do we think about that, boys? I don't know. I, I, the only I, I, the only games, live games I've watched, where I've watched a couple of the preseason ones last week. And to be honest, I didn't actually hate it. 
Well, if the players do it and it doesn't get, it doesn't lead to many fifties per game. I genuinely think it opens up the game a bunch, which is sort of good from a viewing point of view. I think it's only really a concern if there's just heaps of fifties being given away that are like ridiculous calls. Well, I tend to agree with um, Lee Matthews in that. I think even if they had it, I think 50 metres is too harsh of a penalty for it. Like maybe if it was like That's 25 metres. Yeah. Like you got to remember, which I've always kind of thought about is 50 metres is such a, can be so like make or break in either a game or a, like a part of a game. Like that's, can t- like that's massive. Like a footy field's only, I think it's 180 metres long. Like you got to remember that's such a massive penalty. And if it's, I think a 50 meter penalty should stay for things that are, you know, you know, warrant a 50 meter penalty. And like something like that, it's just a piss take. Like, I think 50 meter penalties are just getting thrown out, like thrown around too easily these days. Like the rules of it are just, yeah. I agree. I, I think. That's me. I, no, I think you're right. I think keep it for what it's traditionally been for. Like if someone runs through the mark or, you know, you bash someone after they take a mark or something like that. But, I think for like the, when you're running, you know, the whole thing where it's like, you can get double fifties when you impede the person running up with the ball and stuff like that. I think, yeah, I don't think that should be 50. Like, Take it back to the 25 meter or whatever yeah, it used to be. I think so. But, um, but do, what do we all think though about our mate, Steve Hawking? Are we like, cause I just think it's, we're the only sport in the world that's changing these rules so much and reducing the interchange as well. Like, are you boys feeling dissatisfied with the AFL or is it just me? Spencer? Uh, I just yeah, Thanks, I really support the change of the rules so often. Yeah. You have something to say, Spencer? You look like you're about to speak. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, Josh. I'm not sure. I, it just suggests to me that, like, the, you know, the, the AFL is kind of just unhappy with, like, the product that they're producing in terms of, like, and, like, to some extent, I get that, that kind of, it's weird because like, I do kind of agree that like the game, like kind of how congested it's becoming kind of like, it feels like that's something that isn't going to fix itself. Just kind of like, as people have kind of gotten fit and around to run with each other more and just the style of game that's being played, kind of the game itself is kind of changing and there's kind of rules kind of being introduced to kind of like, almost trying to like fend off the direction that the game like has evolved in which is kind of weird, like, in the way that kind of just, like, yeah, the fact that, like, the game is changing in a way that, like, the people putting on the game don't want it to. So it's kind of... And that's something that, like, doesn't... Like, that similarly is something that I don't really see happening in, like, many other sports. Like, the game has ran away from, like, the organisers in terms of what (laughs) they're producing. And so in that sense, I think some rule change kind of, like, is justified to try and get it back to kind of what people want but kind of i can sympathize with your view hesse in that kind of there i feel like there is a bit too much kind of rule change and a lot of the time they just do it <laughs> like i'd prefer kind of like them put it in and leave it for a bit and see how it goes and not just like you know even like halfway through the season like they only change rules kind of like at the start of each season but they have the classic like change the interpretation terminology which they do every like two weeks to kind of shift how people are thinking about rules and it, it just seems like 
it's just too much. It can't just focus and see how the stuff's going. We might get some better data in terms of what kind of rule change we need to make. Instead of just rule just so many that kind of it gets so convoluted. It's like, okay, is this actually helping? Is this not? I don't know, because we've introduced five different rule changes. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget that there's been some good rules that have been put in. Like I think I think the not the getting rid of the kick in from you know, you can just run out now. I think that's been pretty successful. Well, you disagree, Hesse. Yeah, I hate that. The, that was a unique. Oh, I think that's an incredibly successful rule. Change. No, but it's just changed. It's just it's not about it being unique. The game's changing. It's not about holding on to old things just for the sake of it. It's about if that if that adds something to the game, then you can't just don't want to change it because you're old fashioned and set in your ways. I just think though it hasn't really improved, um, like the the transition of the ball across the ground. I think it just means the where players are moving to is just not in the fifty. It's just like out more on the wings now, and then you just have stoppages out there instead of instead of stoppages in the fifty. And then I think it just means there's less goals conceded defensively because where the all the um, uh, congestion is now is further away from goal because they can kick it further out on the kickouts. But then there's if someone gives away a free kick or there's a turnover there, then they're still like one kick away from goal rather than being inside the 50, where if there's a free kick from that stoppage, someone's got a shot on goal and stuff. I don't think it's necessarily fixed or made higher scoring what they wanted it to, to be honest. But if the preseason was anything to go by, scoring was back to a good level though. Although, yeah, but that's a different because they've adjusted it again now where you can run directly out of the square straight ahead, I think, with the guy on the mark not being able to move laterally like they could. So that maybe that'll be different, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I just I just feel like one of us is going to be sitting here one week when we're reviewing a game and we've just had the game stolen from us because a player has moved <laughs> one centimetre left and given away a 50. Uh, I guess we'll wait and see, won't we? See what like the rule change I feel like it's going to I don't think they'll be paying those like one centimetre ones though. Like if you consider yeah, like, who was it that happened in the practice game? There was like, like in the, in the 50 metre line, it was like, I think it was like a Frio player. There was like one, like he, he like walked slightly over after this guy had taken a mark inside the 50 and there was just an instant 50 metre penalty. Yeah. And there was like huge uproar. And so I imagine like, Having seen that, the AFL like, okay, maybe we should be a little bit more lenient than the two centimeter lateral. <laughs> like, I think they'll like it might take a couple of weeks, like it usually does, but I think they'll eventually settle on like to use their words, an interpretation of it that'll kind of mean it like that chance of it robbing you a game for like a tiny little thing won't be super high. Yeah, hopefully, anyway. I hope so. I hope you're right, boys. Anyway, I guess moving on then, season predictions all right so maybe we will go for our overall season predictions first then maybe we might just do our tips for each round one game just to finish off the podcast so first of all i'd like to go around and hear our predicted wooden spoon from each of you so maybe we'll start off with josh wooden spoon mate who's it gonna be um I wasn't really sure, but I've just gone for the probably the common tip of North Melbourne because I think they're fully in a rebuild right now and this could be the season they bottom out and then hopefully for their sake slowly move up because I don't hate North Melbourne as a team, so I wouldn't mind seeing them move up a little bit. 
Yeah, interesting. Well, I'm still, I'm a slightly more positive <clears throat> about North because I think the Noble's going to be a good coach for him. And I do think the in their ins are good. Stevenson's going to be big for him, I reckon. A two boss and is going to cause some carnage in the forward line. I just think, and I think they will have the bounce of a new coach effect. Well, who's, your, who's your wood spooner than Hesse, mate? Oh, yeah, I'm not really sure, to be honest. Um, I might, I'm, oh, it's a tough one. It's really tough. You know what? When in doubt, Maybe I'll, you know, I, I don't necessarily think this is going to happen, but I'll just say GWS because I hate them. <laughs> GWS? Yes, yes. GWS. Hesse back That's his huge call. That's a gigantic call, man. What the hell? They've lost the hot takes podcast now. Come on, Hesse, take it seriously. They've lost the key forward. They've lost the key, the big man, Jeremy Cameron. They've lost, uh, what else? What else is his name? And to be honest, I think their, um, their captain, Cornelio, leaves a bit to be desired without being too harsh on the men. I just think he's, he, I think maybe it doesn't yeah. suit him, the leadership role. I mean, I think we all would say that we would not, we would not hate that. I would love to see that happen, <laughs> personally. It wouldn't. It's probably not good for the for the games. Um, for the for the you yeah, know. I don't the, think the AFL would love that. The AFL would probably hate it, but that's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna lock that in. <laughs> uh, Jack and Spencer, wooden spooners, please. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, say. I'm gonna say the horse. I'm gonna say Hawthorne. All the way down to the bottom. If I say Hawthorne, I just don't see anything in that midfield. Personally, Tom Phillips, yeah, might be good, but I think Tom Mitchell is not a damaging player at all. They lost Isaac Smith, um, Poppy, and all those lads. I think did Poplar retire? He either retired or he's either really. Yeah, I think he did. I think he retired. Um, And I don't see anything. So full rebuild for Hawthorne. I'm going with the Hawks bottom, and I would love to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Last comment. And then they, they can relocate off to Tassie afterwards as well. well. Yeah, they should introduce the season where like whichever team finishes bottom gets relocated to Tassie. Yeah. Ultra high stakes. Kind stop of like huge, the tanking. Huge yeah, stakes. Yeah, no tanking. W A team or something. Yeah. <laughs> I like that idea. See, why isn't Steve Hawking coming up with this sort of stuff? That's kind of rule change. With this like gold, this golden goose. This. <laughs> I'd love relegation to, to Tasmania. Imagine the stakes. definitely prevent tanking. That would mean if you're playing in a game that can determine wooden spoon, that'd be like a final. It'd be <laughs> unbelievable atmosphere. Be like bigger than the grand final. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be yeah. huge. For my wooden spoon, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Josh and go North Melbourne. <laughs> I was tossing up between Adelaide and North, but I just feel like there's a bit more quality in Adelaide and just based on the fact kind of how much kind of like turmoil in like the North Melbourne like higher ups and the actually just their playing group in general I feel like this might not be a great year for them but no you know, maybe not well. maybe not we'll see but Adelaide's also had a season together as a team even though they weren't great last season whereas North Melbourne's had a big, a big change exactly yeah from where I sound like North Melbourne are starting again 
and like starting again from bottom pretty much bottom already it's kind of like i don't see them going up very much have faith in the name of noble trust and i mean like (laughs) there is a precedent for like new coaches doing well in the recent years so yeah i may be proven wrong and steve-o mate for centerville argument yeah, Steve. Uh, Steve will have a chip on it. Something to prove, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I reckon he's he going to play well. So then, having said that, before we go big and go to our premiership predictions, I would like to hear Brownlow medalist prediction from everyone. Um, I'm going to say that. Actually, I'll leave it to you boys first. I'm actually not 100 percent sure. <laughs> What do you what do you reckon, Josh? You got a, you got some thoughts, mate? Uh yeah. Um I think if he stays fit, uh fight I forget his third or fourth. Um I even though I'm supposed to hate Freo being a West Coast supporter, I think their team's like looking quite good. I really like the look of them. I reckon they're if not this year, they'll be big time in the in the SIF for finals next year. And I reckon they'll get enough wins that if Fife stays fit, he doesn't have enough players taking votes off him yet and he'll get get like a 27-30 vote Brownlow win. Hmm. Interesting. That's a fair prediction, I think. Jackie B or Spencer, Brownlow thoughts? Do we have someone? I hope Spencer's on board with me because I'm going to go Jack Steele. I'm yes. backing him in. Big, big year for the captain. New captain of the club. Only person stealing votes for him, I reckon, is maybe Brad Crouch. Big year. I was going to say Bontempelli, but then I realised that the midfield is just so stacked that it'll be so hard to win a Brownlow in that midfield, in my opinion. So, Jack Steele for me. Huge year for the Saints captain. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'd, I'd like to say Jack Steele as well, purely because like <laughs> I agree with you, Jack. There's not many people stealing his votes. We're a pretty well-rounded team and he's the only one that kind of consistently does anything although the other one that i will say is i reckon christian petrarca might again be a cop this year just because i feel like surely the time for melbourne to bounce back and start winning some games is like i feel like they've got a good list and just like watching him this year he did some he was a very scary player and i imagine he's only going to get better so i think he would be getting very close this year as well I think, I, I, although Melbourne are just selfish mugs, they're midfielders. <laughs> Aside right, from the fact that they're selfish mugs, although that, that does help with your Brownlow chains if you're a selfish mug and you get a lot of footy. got to be selfish. But I feel yeah. like they've also got to win games. You've got to, I reckon it's hard. Well, it makes it harder yeah. to win a Brownlow if you're not winning games. I mean, Gary Ablett did it at the Gold Coast when they didn't have a great season. It is contingent on Melbourne winning games, but if they can win games, like Petrarca does stuff that very few players in the league can do just watching him. So he kicks yeah. goals as well, which is really important. Well, for me, I was thinking, can I realistically justify predicting a Collingwood player? Um, and probably Ooh. not a hundred percent. Yeah. It's probably difficult to say. So I probably will maybe go. I hope you don't mind, Josh. I'll probably say five as well. Cause I do really like Frio. And I think... I mean, Fife's um, a good bet for a Brownlow. He's shown before yeah. he's, he yeah. can win them. So. If he plays every game, then there's, I'm pretty sure he would be almost a certain... Not a certainty. That's but, the thing for Fife. He gets injured a bit, but... Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just about whether he plays every game or not. I reckon, I reckon he's... A, and I reckon Frio are going to rise this year as well, to be honest. I think the big long mule is a beast. 
I think uh, James H is going to have a huge year. Um, and <laughs> off the back of him, they're going to beast it. Um, but moving on, sorry. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Coleman medalists, gentlemen. I think oh. everyone knows who I'm going to say, but I want to hear from oh, you boys yeah, first. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, who do you think? Coleman, mate, who have you got down? I wonder who Hesse's going to say. Um, <laughs> I, I really hope this doesn't happen. But I just have a feeling that Charlie Dixon might win it this year. If Port have a season anything like they did last year, I don't know. He just he just seems to find a way to get two to three goals a game, and that's all you really need nowadays to win the Coleman. It's a fair call, fair shout. Um, I, I'm think? going to say I'm going to say Jeremy Cameron, and oh. yeah, it might be a bit dodgy oh. because oh. might be dodgy because he had a terrible season last year, but. I I truly think the only reason he had a bad season last year is because he didn't want to be a Jebus. I don't I don't think a man of that that much talent can play that badly for a whole season. I reckon he was just already on his way out looking for a new club. So the only worry would be Hawkins might be stealing a few of his goals, but I think Jeremy Cameron could. Uh, he does. Yeah, he does have last year's Coleman medalist in his forward line, but yeah. So yeah, won't they be, be stealing goals from each other? Won't they be stealing could goals be. from each other? Could, could be, but, you know, we shall see. He had Himmelberg and Finlayson for a few years kicking a few goals, so... Yeah. I don't know. I'll bounce back from the big fella. Spencer, who do you think, mate? Uh, I'm going to go Charlie Cameron just because I want a small forward to win <laughs> it. I think that'd be funny. And that'd he's be the, 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 best, the best forward with the biggest chance I can get off the top of my head. <laughs> Although he is very hot and cold, so that's... That's a bit of a roughie, but yeah, I'll go Charlie. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I'd be very happy with that. Um, but I'm going to say with uh, pretty high certainty, I think um, the big man, Mason Cox, is going to tear <laughs> this year apart and he's going to blow everyone away. He will this be man, unstoppable. He will be unstoppable. And you will never forget the name Mason Cox. So yeah, if that happens, I'll shave my head. What <laughs> <laughs> a zero. Very... <laughs> Imagine Coxie kicking 60 goals to win the Coleman. Sight to behold. As long as people stop gouging out his eyes deliberately in games. Yes. Like, yes. And if we can give the him the right delivery. <laughs> yeah. His eyes. He gets mugged. Yeah. Um, this is a bit of a left field one. Or maybe, maybe actually we'll go... Wait, did Spencer say his? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember he said Charlie yeah, yeah. Cameron. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Maybe. All right. So now what we'll do is we'll do our predicted premier for 2021 and Norm Smith medalist. So. Oh, God. Okay. Um, Interesting. <laughs> Josh, who's winning it and who's winning a Norm Smith? They could be from the can other we, team. Can we say you can't pick your own club just for the sake of not triggering everyone? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick West Coast, but yeah, maybe I will we'll make a case for West Coast just maybe, as a side thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll that's say, a fair we'll say rule. If you yep. couldn't pick your own club. Yep. Good call. Yeah. So I, I, w- I wouldn't pick West Coast anyway, but I think West Coast are a genuine chance for the Premiership. Probably last chance we'll have for a few years, even though some people are picking us to slide. And I reckon, I reckon, if if we get top four, 
And then Willy Rioli comes back and he's immediately at the, like even close to the level he was at in 2018 and comes into the team. I reckon that puts us up with a big sniff. But um, my realistic tip, largely hoping Richmond don't win another one, is Geelong. Um, I mean, they, they have the strongest list on paper and this is realistically their last year to win one with the some of the old players they've got, like Dangerfield and Selwood and those. Um, and if they are to pull through, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually tip Mitchie Duncan for the Norm Smith. I think he goes under the radar a bit, but he can he can easily rack up thirty odd touches and sometimes kicks a few snags. So he might have a big big granny. Interesting, interesting. All right, Jackson, interesting too. Yeah, just because their strategy at the moment is just so like win now. They've just invested <laughs> in like kind of all these like players, just like in their prime or just getting past their prime. Like, if it doesn't happen now, then it's a very long road back for Geelong. They're, they're the home for a 30-year-old who has, like, one year left in his career. Yeah. So, like, Geelong fans would be hoping they find <laughs> they find one that, like, pretty much this year, because otherwise I reckon it's going to be quite a few years before they can get back, given everything they've given up to get these, like, mature-age players in. It's a, <laughs> I think it's almost, it's a, I think it's almost a failed strategy. season. Yeah. I think it's almost a failed, failed season for Geelong if they don't win the flag. So I'm going to hop on board, Kemp's. I definitely agree. I think Geelong should win the flag. Uh, if They made the grand final and they were, what, three or four goals away from winning the flag and they added three pretty pretty high-caliber players, Higgins, Isaac Smith and Jeremy Cameron. Um, I think it would legitimately be a fail if they don't win the flag. So... I'll say Geelong as well. I would be, I would honestly be surprised if Richmond could beat them this year. Um, but it's Richmond, so they probably will. Uh, and I will say Tom Stewart for Norm Smith. Yeah. Run Backman. Backman. Kicking, kicking the ball 30 times. So, yeah, hate to be a copycat, but <laughs> I think Cats will win it. All right. Spenny, what do you reckon? Yeah. I'll mix it up a bit and actually go Port Adelaide for the flag. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they looked really good last year until it can't, it fell apart a little bit in that final before, for them to get eliminated. But like, I, I, they seem like the kind of team to me that hopefully that, or for their sake, hopefully that'll kind of strengthen their, them a bit and they can take that last step. But I think that is a very strong team. Um, and then Norm Smith... I'll go the last hurrah for Travis Voke in the grand Travis Voke in the grand final. <laughs> Get around him. I, I'm with you. I wouldn't Spencer. mind that if he if he got the Norm Smith. If Port's <laughs> gonna win it, I wouldn't mind him being the one to get the Norm Smith. I um, maybe this is to my detriment and maybe I should shut up because of what they did to us in the finals last year. But I never can really back in Geelong seriously, to be honest. With just overall, I think they're fine the way they play isn't that great for finals because they just bully all these teams at home and in Geelong and then get ahead of themselves and then play all right. And the big stage, yeah, they then... weren't very convincing in the semifinal against us. were they? <laughs> well, I think, yeah, but I think there's other factors that come into that. I just think you look at some of the coaching decisions in the grand final. Why, why Dangerfield in the, you know, in the forward line and all that stuff. Like I just, I just think, I'm just have too many question marks over them. And I'm sort of a bit sick of people every year saying how good they're going to be. And they just don't, 
deliver. They, they, you know, they had their chance. They got up by 20 points against the Tigers and they choke it away. They did the same thing the year before. You know, what did they learn? Well, the theory is, Hesse, with Dangerfield in the forward line is that it can prolong his career a bit. Yeah, but it's a grand final, you know, like you like I'm talking about that at the actual decision process that I'm making. My theory is if you're improving your list significantly on a year where you nearly won the flag, you in theory should be winning a grand final. It's pretty simple in that regard. Hmm. Who do you yeah. who do you have, Hesse, then? I'm gonna say the Saners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've jinxed for you've jinxed for oh, yeah. They're not making the eight. Oh, yeah. The eight. <laughs> They're not making the eight now, man. Well, you can tell me more, Hesse. To be tell honest, more about the reasoning. <laughs> to be <laughs> honest, I think Port is a good is a good shout. I think Port's a good shout. Um, Port Granny. And yeah, oh. I I would be I would be pretty big on Port, but I wanted to vary it up a bit. I don't want two of us saying Port Adelaide. I think, and you didn't go for Brisbane or Richmond. Well, yeah, the Saints. Brisbane. I feel like it's, I feel like it's always insulting that Brisbane. none of us have said Richmond. <laughs> no, I, I think s- that's just because no one wants Richmond. They've got the turmoil, mate. They've got the turmoil. <laughs> this, they've been up there for too long. Um, I, you know, I think Brisbane are a fair shout as well, but it does hurt that they don't have Rainer. You know, they have a few more injuries, and then maybe they're in a bit of strife. But I do think. Well, uh, maybe this is a bit spot of me, but I just think the Saints have a good energy that they're building. They're positive. They got they got some um, some good sort of pickups there. Uh, uh, d- uh, what's his name? Um, what pickups are talking about? But, big Butler's good. They got um. What's his name? He's my tip for the Nunn Smith. Been there for a while. The yeah. uh, the uh, new Ruckman guy who's playing round one. Oh, right. oh you got that bloke in there. Who is he? He's... What about when Paddy Ryder comes in and takes his spot, mate? No, they'll be playing. Ryder will get injured. Like, they'll get up. injured. They'll fall over. And he will be the story of the grand final. Season? I don't even know. Uh, uh, we Paul got Hunter. Higgins, we got Crouch. Yeah, Paul Hunter. Paul Hunter for the Norm Smith. So Paul Hunter's your Norm Smith. Never even heard of a bloke. Trust me. He did okay in the practice, man. The unbelievable I story. You're right. I really hope you're right, Hesse. Like yeah, I just I think very happy. Back back them in. There's gonna be a bit of a danger, danger, danger happening this season. I will say if we win the grand final, there is no way Callum Wilkie does not take out the Norm Smith. <laughs> yeah. the Callum Wilkie, the underrated legend. machine. When they park the Paul, Paul Hunter's gonna be <laughs> parked in the goal square because Ryder will be playing and he'll just kick six on whoever he's playing. Where's on. Rowan Marshall then? Ah, uh, injured. Yeah, oh, oh, no. He three oh, rough no. Wished injury on the big... No, I don't wish it. I'm just saying that's what will happen. Because well, no. I, I, I just believe it. Oh, I see. Kicks the winning goal in like never the prelim, except does his hamstring on the absolutely kick. Absolutely unique. He will. Just so you wait and see. Anyway, so let's go super quick then to finish off uh, our predictions just for the first round. Let's absolutely smash through it. Tigers and Carlton, are we going to see an upset from Carlton or is it going to be Richmond once again? Can anyone make an argument for Carlton or are we saying the That's Tigers? All Richmond does. So, yeah. No, I think it'll just be another boring Richmond 20 point win, if I'm being honest. I got the Tigers by 43. I can. Carlton no, overrated. Yeah, well, I'm not going to tip them. I've, yeah, probably. Who's rating Carlton? 
Yeah. Heaps of people are saying it's hard to bust this year, but I can't see him making oh, finals. Okay. I yeah, well, been, they don't have Kerno, right? He's not playing. He's, he's overrated anyway. He never plays. And yeah. everyone's like, he's their savior. He's played like three games in two years. Yeah. No, you're right. Ben, ben and Max King have already played more better career AFL games than Charlie Kerno has. Exactly, yeah. That's true. All right, I think we're all in agreement there. Pies and the dogs. What are we thinking? Dogs are the favorite. Mm, I mean, we have to say pies. Well, you don't have to, and I but I'll say I it confidently. I'll say it. Spencer? Oh, I'm I'm thinking dogs, boys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why is that, right, mate? I'm, I'm tipping the dogs, all. but with with concern, because Collingwood seemed to like pumping the dogs early on in the season. So I'm very <laughs> I'm very torn in this game. It's, a bit of a, it's turning into almost a tradition to have the players and the dogs around one now. It's like yeah. three of the last four years or something like that. Yeah. Didn't you win that? Uh, you won the last couple of like fifty points. Nah, yeah, they we won the. They beat us in twenty seventeen. I think. Yeah, that wasn't recent though, was it? The last three or four times. I don't think the dogs have beaten us the last three or four times we played them. <laughs> the season they won the. We're a bit of a roll. I, like, I, I like the idea that Rob's going through the results of twenty seventeen where he's making his picks. <laughs> <laughs> they did beat us in twenty seventeen. Gotta take it in account. <laughs> so, the, I I still just think. Back us in, see how we go. I reckon we, I reckon, you know, we've got, if our players are f- fit and firing, you know, we got the, if the goey bobs up, Coxie kicks a few, mate. You just wait and see. Our back line's solid. Um, anyway, all right, well, we'll move on from that then and go Melbourne and Frio. I've tipped the Dockers. I reckon they're going to rise. Yep, I think Melbourne board. are schlongers. What are I'm you on board with the Dockers. I can't believe how big a favourites Melbourne are. Yeah, I'm going yeah. the Dockers as well. Like, I've gone Dockers as well. I, I don't. <laughs> Melbourne are huge favourites in this, but that's surprising to me. It's because it's at the G, but. Ready for a decent season. I know, I'm, I'm going spending? Melbourne. Like, I can't yeah. say Chris Petrarca for the Brownlow and not pick Melbourne against Freo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I sa- I've said this for the past like two years, but I swear like Melbourne on paper like isn't that bad. Like they've got some good players. They just don't seem to win. They're just the yeah. proof that on paper doesn't always mean everything. Yeah. But like I just keep looking at it and be like, they, they can't suck again. And so <laughs> I'm going to say <laughs> Melbourne. Are Melbourne in your top eight then, Spenny? Probably they're probably like nine or ten. There's got to be room in the top eight for us, and Melbourne are kind of competing for that sort of spot, so I can't have them in. All right, well, the Schlong Cats versus the Crows. As much as I'd love, tough one. I'd love to see the Crows get up at home. Gonna go the Cats. What about you, boys? Yeah. I feel like I got to go the Cats. Come back on the commission and then. I've run and say they're going to the crows. This doesn't look good for Adelaide. And uh, <laughs> all right, then Bombers and Hawks. I'm going to have to, I'm going to tip the Bombers. You know, I just think Hawks, yeah, they've had that turbulent off season. Things aren't great. Would you boys agree with that one as well? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. going the Bombers just because as well. I took Hawks for the wooden spoon. So, you know, yeah. it's a tough you know, one to Bombers tip, are going to but... throw out. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go Bombers as well. And then I think we'd probably be the same for Brizzy and the Swans. I reckon all of us would probably be going Brizzy. No one seemed to mention the Swans. 
Yeah. Swans are a bit yeah, of Swans like, probably uh, going to get bottom four, maybe maybe just outside the bottom four this season. So Hackley's the I'm only not thing high to on be excited about, <laughs> and maybe Franklin coming back. That's the only thing I'd be excited about as a Swans support. It hurts them. Franklin's you... not in first set. Losing a Lear, a Lear, that hurts them a lot. I think. I don't know if that's that big of a loss. Oh, I reckon. Apparently, he was good for Freya, but I mean for Port in the cracky game. But yeah, next game, North and Port. I think we're all going to go <laughs> Port here, but you never know. I reckon. I reckon North. Are the, this is the dark horse upset game down at Marvel, mate. It's not at home. Is it? Here's the thing, though. The thing is that every single round one, there is always like three or four upsets every year. Um, t- like, look at the last ten years, and then there's always some cooked results so i'd love to I mean, see got, get someone's up, but... gonna lose some of these teams are gonna lose no, i don't think they will i reckon between brisbane port and geelong i reckon one will lose i just have no idea and i have no confidence to back it <laughs> i just reckon they will i reckon it could be north they did it in round one last year they beat gws you know and mm. look how they look how their season ended up i still think they are the thing there's always capable. Round one, just anything can happen because you don't know the quality of your opposition because you've got zero games to base off them off. So yeah, anything can happen. Didn't North um, beat St Kilda. Yeah. No, they choked. Tragedy. No, they choked. They, no, Saints no, no, St Kilda. Oh, Saints round choked. one, they walked out. We choked. We got done by North Melbourne. Then we had to sit through a whole pandemic and think about it. We started again. <laughs> they had a Saints had a huge choke in round one. <laughs> Unbelievable game. <laughs> Unbelievable. Now we've got the, the Giants. Game, Giants Giants and the Saints. Uh, I'm definitely going with the Saints here. Stuff the Giants. Yeah, I'm back with Saints in round one. Even though it's back at the Giants. Giants. Key personnel out of the team at the Giants home ground. This is where we thrive. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly am super torn to tip, but I'm going to go JWS. We're missing a lot of key pieces in this game. Like yeah. Max King, Paddy Ryder, and Rowan Marshall are all out. He's Marshall out as well. Marshall's, Marshall's out. And, you know, Ben Patton, who's like our key, like small lockdown, is, is that this is our first game without him. So <laughs> this will be an interesting one. But I'm back in a scene. We'll get it done. Beauty and last of all, the game we're all looking forward to the West Coast Eagles versus the Gold Coast Suns. This is obviously the highlight of the round. Now, who are we going to select here? It hurts me to say it, but I'm thinking the West, the the, the wet toast, are going to get this one done. Now, if we're talking about a game which has a likely upset, as much as I have to say it, we got absolutely flogged by Gold Coast early on last year. And Gold Coast are always better at the start of a season. That's, so Gold Coast always start hot. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm really nervous about this game because Gold Coast just find a way to win early on. Yeah, but, but you guys, in all honesty, Kemp, surely you'd admit you guys were having a sook about the hub. You can see it in the Amazon documentary. I genuinely think you were just having a sook about the hub. And it was in Gold know, Coast. but they've got... They've got they've got Rao back. We're missing Rao and, and Rankine and Kim. They're two pretty big outs. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think those are guaranteed. I don't think we should be one dollar nineteen favourites. Let's put it that way. But I think we yeah, will, we will. Win. No guarantee. I'm going to put some, money on some of the West West Coast to winning. I'm well, going to go for a Gold Coast upset in Perth. I'd love to see it, but I've got to say I just feel in the the wet toast. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Hope you're right, Hesse. Wow. 
looks like we've gotten to the end of a podcast the first podcast for 2021 i know (laughs) wow i'm sure you're all just begging for more content so hopefully we you know we're not sure how regular we'll be able to be but i'm hoping we'll be able to get a bit of consistency a few episodes in here and there um as the season progresses we're gonna put this up on youtube as well um which might be another way for people to want to listen possibly incorporate video in that as well um also make an instagram account so if you have any uh feedback for us we will be at the weekly barrel on instagram if you want to insult us get uh we'll probably be responding to every single person who writes in Probably. On the podcast. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah, There's a lot does. of people writing in here, so I don't think we should guarantee that. I think, I think we should be able to guarantee that, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, thank you all very much for watching. Um, get so hyped that footy's back. We're all starved of it down here in Melbourne. We can't wait to be going and watching the games. You little beauty. Thank you very much, Josh, Jack, and Spencer. Do you have any closing words? Everyone who watches, have a beer for me at the footy this weekend if you're able to go. Absolutely sink one. Up the lads. Up the eagles. Yeah, thanks for having me on, everyone. It was good to be here as a guest, but don't worry, you'll have Jamie back oh, soon. So. That would be great. Well, we're, my, we're always happy to have Spencer Glenfield on, I'm uh, sure. You've got twice the brains that man ever have. Oh, I'm sure there won't. I'm sure you'll be hearing the Glenfield name on the airwaves very soon and hopefully as well perhaps we might even do in studio uh recording which could be good so we'll just have to see what happens otherwise i think we'll end it there thank you so much freaking legends for listening uh get hype for the afl 2021 you beauty